So if you turn with me, 1 Timothy 4, 11 through 16, I want to read the scripture first before we dive in. And there's ESV Bibles in, the, in each pew if you want to use one. If not, you can cheat and just look up at the screen. It says, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity, until I come. Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on your teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. As many of you know, we've been tracking along in the book of 1 Timothy. Paul is writing this epistle to Timothy. He's a young pastor. He's writing this book to him so he knows how to pastor a church. He's a man who's in his 30s, most likely. In ancient Hebrew times, if you were between 30 and 40, you were still considered a young man. Now, when I posted this week on social media, pray for me because I'm preaching on maturing and being and having young pastors. I understand I am 38 and I'm on the threshold where I can no longer, even by Hebrew tradition, call myself young. But I got two more years. Come on now. You, as a church, have two young pastors. Dave is 32 and I'm 38. You are pastored by what would be considered younger pastors. So there's two things I want you to learn today from the scriptures. I want us to learn from the scriptures are I don't want our congregation to despise having young pastors. And I don't want me and Dave and future young pastors to to despise being called young because both those things can happen. Both we can despise having young pastors, and me and Dave or anyone else called could say, I despise being a young pastor. And so I'm praying from the scriptures today that we learn, and we actually, if God, through his sovereign grace and sovereign will, has called us being a church with young pastors, that we embrace it. And pastors who are young embrace it, do not run away and be intimidated because they are not older. I remember when I was younger, pastoring in my late 20s, and I got past the honeymoon stage where people showed up to hear me preach. I got to preach every Sunday, and people congratulate you after. All those vain things, you're like, I'm doing it. Like, all those vain things are gone, and you start to realize the seriousness of the call and the weight of the call, and your call to maturity, and the weight you're called to carry from a young age. And I felt almost in despair. I felt like, wow, I'm speaking the things of God here. This isn't about me. And I remember um, listening to one of my friends who is a fellow pastor. I, I remember listening to a message he gave on God qualifying you to be a pastor. And I remember weeping because I was like, I felt inadequate. I felt like I can't do this. But then you realize, you look at it from heaven's eyes. And you say, God is qualifying me by his grace to lead, shepherd, and care for his people. And that will put that gospel confidence in your soul. And I, I wept. Because I realize no longer this ain't about you. But the Holy Spirit is going to carry you along because he's called you to care for his people even at a young age. And so I pray today 
that we see God's work in calling young pastors and being in church where there are young pastors because God sovereignly works like that sometimes. And we need to be open to it, submissive to it, and obedient to it. So the first thing I want us to tackle is the big idea here, not despising having young pastors. So Timothy was in a tough situation. Anytime you're a young pastor, you have older saints in the church. You've got older men, older women. And you know what? They may be more seasoned than you. They definitely have more life experience than you. They definitely most likely have been through more than you. And so you have this way that Paul is writing to Timothy and he's saying, treat these men, treat these women like mothers and fathers, but you're still called to shepherd them. uh, Timothy was up against false teachers who may have been older than him and was saying, Timothy doesn't have it right. And they were teaching things that were foreign to the scriptures and that were false teaching and they were leading many astray. And so Timothy had to be encouraged. Timothy, because you're 33, 34, 35, 36, you can't bow down to the intimidation because you're too young. You can't teach the things of God. And so he's going over this with Timothy. And then maybe we have some who are older than me. And please, older than Dave, please hear that I understand that you have so much wisdom and you are seasoned and all those things and I'll give that an amen, an Arizona amen, if you would. But God sometimes calls younger men to pastor the church that can give you great spiritual guidance and pray for your soul and love your soul and love you and love your family and will lay down their lives for you. Because God does that by his will. And to be honest, we've been fantastic with this at Restoration Road in so many ways, but I'm sure some of our older saints at times can say, who's this dude? He hasn't been what I've, what I've been through. He hasn't been through that. He hasn't experienced what I've been through. But let me tell you this. I've seen 60-year-old men with the maturity of a 23-year-old. I've seen 76-year-old men who are spiritually mature as a 13-year-old. And I've seen young men in their 30s who are spiritually mature as if they've lived 80 years on this earth. You know, you can be 38 and have a soul of a 76-year-old because God puts you through many trials, many suffering. He's shaping you from your birth. And I ask you, don't judge men on their age. Judge leaders on their character. That's what you want to look for in a leader. Because three things I want us to give us confidence in trusting younger pastors when God does that. The first one is you've got to understand the providence of God. And as we sang earlier, God chooses young pastors before they were even born to be shepherds in his household. Therefore, he is shaping them from the first chapter of their life. In um, 2 Timothy 1.5, it says that Paul's exhorting Timothy, and he's saying, the faith you learned from your grandmother and your mother. He was learning the scriptures from a young age, even from his grandmother and mother, learning doctrine, learning teaching, learning the things of God. He was being shaped from a young age. Everyone who's in a church where you have young pastors know that God was writing their story to make them young pastors from the first chapter of their life. I remember when I was younger and I was going through a lot of suffering, a lot of trial, and a lot of pain. Life circumstances were horrendous. 
But I remember the Spirit of God speaking to my little spirit and saying, this is all happening for a reason for the future. Now, how does that happen in an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old's heart? How does that happen? Because God is choosing men from a young age to pastor's church, and he's shaping them. I remember counseling my uncle. He just went through a bad breakup. I was like 10 years old. He went through a bad breakup with someone who he had been through, been going out with for a long time. He broke up with his girlfriend. And he's my dramatic uncle. Everyone got that dramatic uncle? Everything's just like, this is the end. So I'm 10 years old. I remember walking with him. And I'm counseling him like, it's going to be all right. This will pass. It wasn't meant to be. And I'm counseling him, but I'm not thinking about it. And he says to me, wow, you're wise for a 10-year-old. You're counseling me. I'm, I'm in my 30s. And you're counseling me about relationships. The reason I share that is because God shapes young shepherds' soul so they're actually shepherds throughout their life, and then he makes it official and calls them into the body of Christ by the power of his Holy Spirit to care for his people, to lay down their life for the people he's been called to. Secondly, God gives gifts to men to pastor his church. What did Paul say to Timothy? He said, do not neglect the gift that you have and have been giving for the edifying of the body of Christ. Don't neglect that gift. And if we are not open to having young pastors, we have a bunch of pastors who God has gifted who will neglect the gifts that God gave them and unused gifts corrode the soul. Unused gifts corrode the soul. See, the secular world, those who have not put their faith in Christ will use young gifted leaders all the time if they're gifted and their character matches up. The church should be the same way because there's many young pastors who can spit fire, spit love, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ with everything they are to the building up of the body of Christ. The third thing is why we should put our confidence that God calls young pastors is they're not appealing to their own authority. See, that's the issue. The issue is authority. What gives you the right and the authority to tell me how to live my life and what God says when you're 30 years younger than me? Here's the good news. Young pastors should not be appealing to their own authority. Young pastors should be appealing to the authority of scriptures. That's why we do expository preaching around here. We take a text, we expose what God says, so hopefully all young pastors are not saying They're not making up, this is my conviction and you should follow my conviction or you experience my wrath. They should say, this is what God teaches. Walk in that and you will receive much joy and much grace and much love and receive joy in your life because that's God's authority. See, many young pastors fall into the pit where they think that their maturity is the reason they're in the pulpit so they start preaching their own convictions and people fall out of legalism. I'm with you, that's horrible. But if a young pastor can get a hold of the scriptures and he can expose what they're saying and appeal to the authority of scriptures, then his flock will be fed. His people will be cared for. And that's what Paul was saying to Timothy. He's saying, command and teach these things. Read the scripture publicly. Appeal to the scriptures because that's where your authority is. Your authority is not Timothy. He's the man. Let's listen to him. Your authority is your preaching from the words of the one who has the authority to, you know, Cause us to grow and mature and receive salvation and grace from God. 
We should love that we have young pastors who are devoted to teaching the scriptures. Because there is a temptation now in the culture to abandon the scriptures and teach things that people want to hear so the seats fill and the budget rises. But I pray more and more every day that God calls young pastors who will not forsake the scriptures but will tie themselves to the scriptures because they love people and God that much and preach the scriptures when all they are because that's where the authority in life is. I had lunch with a man maybe a year or so ago, and he told me he was a Christian, but as we sat down, I realized his viewpoint and his worldview was not Christian. It was actually pantheistic, where he believed all was divine, and the force flowed through everything, and we're all like, it wasn't. When you got down to it, I said, bro, I love you. These are good eggs, but that's not Christian. And he said, why do you say that? I say, because the scriptures say that's not Christian. That's not what Christ um, shared and preached. That diminishes the divinity and the uniqueness of Christ. And he looked me in the eye and he said, you don't have to be tethered to the scriptures. And my eggs fell off the table. And I said with love, I said, it is my job to be tethered to scriptures. And any minister, young or old, that is not tethered for the scriptures is preaching a gospel that's foreign to our Bible. And there's not, he's not truly loving people because if you love people, you'd understand that your wisdom is far inferior to the wisdom of God and you preach the wisdom of God. But if you love yourself, you will preach that wisdom for the fame of your name and more Twitter followers and all the glory and all the fame that comes with those things that are passing away in this age. We should hold on to the reality and pastors that preach the word of God because they actually care and love people more than they love themselves. Because to pastor is one of the most serious vocations on earth. You know, I heard a minister say the other day, I'm a lot less funny now that I got older. I am so much, I am not as funny as I was in the late 90s. My whole life was a joke. What you got? Like everything was a joke. Everything was life. It was like, that. I ain't even thinking about that. Like everything was a joke. I got called to be a pastor. I got less funny every year because it got more and more serious. You know, my sister asked me, she said, is everything you deal with heavy? I said, 120% Yes. When you're called to be a pastor, you're not dealing with light things. You're dealing with souls, eternal things, the gospel of Jesus Christ that can save souls. This is not a light thing. To think I'm less funny at 38, I'm going to be stone cold by the time I'm 82. You've got to joke a little bit. That's healthy. Don't get me wrong. But I joke too much. But it's so serious. And it's because of this last verse of this text. Please hear this. I just want to read it again. Timothy, a young pastor, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Do you guys hear that? He's teaching them. He's saying, listen, salvation's on the line here. You're preaching. Now, of course, no preacher saves anyone. It's God who saves. Let's um, premise it with that. But you're preaching a gospel whereby souls can be saved because all of us are going to stand before God on judgment day. 
every one of us will stand before God on judgment day and give account for our life. That's what the scriptures teach. If you have put your faith in Christ and you have followed Christ, you will be pardoned of your sin by the wonderful grace and magnificent grace of Jesus. If you have rebelled and forsaken God and not followed Jesus and been your own God or worshipped other gods, you will have to pay for your punishment because you have not put your faith in Jesus. That's the weight that every young pastor should understand because every pastor will stand before God, young or old, and give account for every word he spoke from the pulpit, every prayer he prayed, all the counsel he gave for every single person he pastored in his life. That kind of weight will keep you up at night, and it should sometimes. Paul says, I wake up every day with an angst for my people. I wake up every day with an angst for you. Every day with a weight for you. Every day I know how important it is my preparation to preach, how important it is I stay with the truth of Scripture, because people's souls are at stake. If they believe or do not believe, if they forsake, if they have faith, if they abandon the gospel, if they grab onto it and give their life to Jesus, souls are at stake. Don't listen or hold on to the doctrines that are not of the Bible that say everyone is okay in some sort of foreign love that is not in the Bible, that everyone's going to be okay because it's not true. Only those who put faith in Jesus will stand in eternal glory and those who rebel against him will be punished. That's heavy. That's steak dinner. That's the stuff, if you come back next week more encouraged, you say, I'm never going back there. Because those are the words of life. They're life if you believe them. They're condemnation if you forsake them. And that's why young pastors should feel that weight and not take this calling lightly. Because they will stand before God on judgment day. And my prayer is that me and Pastor Dave have no blood on our hands because we loved ourselves more than we loved each one of you. So you thank God for young pastors when they are bold, when they are courageous, when they don't care what the world says about them, and they love you and they preach from the authority of scriptures the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And finally, I want to finish with this. There was a young shepherd, pastor, who walked this earth roughly 2,000 years ago. He started his ministry when he was 30 years old, and he finished his earthly ministry when he was 33 years old. This young shepherd was called into a world that didn't like him, want him, recognize him. He loved perfectly. He gave his life for others every day. He was treated horribly, yet he prayed for every one of his enemies. He demonstrated love like we will never see again. He's the model of what it means to be a young shepherd, young pastor. And the world was literally on his shoulders. He dealt with a weight that's far superior to anything a local young pastor would deal with. Because the weight of our salvation was on his shoulders. And if he sinned once, if he gave up, if he didn't endure the cross, there would be no salvation for you and me. If he didn't rise from the Again, from the grave, there would be no eternal life to offer to anyone by the gospel of Jesus Christ. This young shepherd is the reason we're here today. And his name's Jesus. And we all know that. His name's Jesus. 
And he went through all the struggles, all the pain, all the weight, all the temptation. And he endured so we could have salvation as his sheep and as his children. That's true love. Amen. So hear this today. There's freedom because of that young shepherd. All you must do for salvation is believe that God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you believe in the work of Jesus Christ, that he lived a perfect life, that he died an atoning death and he rose again defeating Satan's sin and death, then you are saved. The Holy Spirit has done something miraculous in your heart and I pray for many of you he did that today. Sign up for baptism next Sunday. Let us embrace having young pastors and let young pastors not be intimidated by the calling because it is only by the grace of God and only by the power of the Holy Spirit that any young pastor can do good for the kingdom of God and any young church can flourish under their care. And I believe God is doing that in this house. Let's pray.